Hello, Esther Deborah here, and this is Agape Love. Love is here. This is one of the many video sections of the ministry of Pastor Deborah, helping people the Lord's way. Please enjoy the video, and we look forward to you coming again. Pastor Deborah hopes you enjoy hearing about how she has learned how to help people the Lord's way, and of her many wonderful spiritual experiences throughout many, many years of helping people. Welcome again to a video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries. This is Pastor Deb. Love always and forever. Hello. Again. My goodness, I'm here again, all the way from Pensacola, Florida, coming to you, Master Class Initiative students who are all over the world. And I see you coming in. I have a way of knowing if you're coming or not, or you're, who is watching. And welcome, welcome. This is class number 10. We only have a couple more to go. And then this series will be finished, and you will be well equipped to become a leader. Keep taking other classes on leadership. Do other seminars, webinars, Zoom meetings. Keep reading books and learning. Getting under a life coach or a mentor. Don't stop here. This is just the deep beginning. There's a lot of skills and abilities. Communication styles. Dress codes. International information and knowledge you must have. You must be a learned person with a pure heart for your people of Nigeria. If you're going to become a leader, that in the many years past your time, they can talk about you with great words, say you love the people. You did them right. That might be the only benefit you'll ever get. Is a thank you. You may not even get that. You may get a hug. From the least of our brothers. From someone you'll never know what you've done for. Excuse the noise on my computer. I updated Windows last night. And I got some new stuff happening. I'm Pastor Deborah, if you don't know. Welcome all from all over the world to Master Class Initiative of Nigeria. This section, or this leadership class, is about leadership development. I've watched all of your other ones, your meetings, your Zoom your webinars, they are excellent topics. Keep taking all of them. There are many, many voices out there with wisdom and knowledge you must have. There's many books that you must read and learn. And you must practice, practice, practice. 
You don't think I just sort of learned, just came on YouTube and knew how to do this? I've been on it a couple years. I was afraid to first videotape myself, edit myself, look into a camera like I'm talking to you. Now it's easy because I've practiced. I've developed my skills in editing, my recording, my setting up my room or my scene behind me. I watch two or three videos, maybe two or three times a week, on improving YouTube videos, editing, adding music, how to sit and lighting. Now, my finances are very, very limited, but I'm learning. You never stop learning when you're a leader. You never think that you know it all. That is a wrong attitude to have. So in this class, class number 10, as you can see on the board back there, it's called Counting the Cost of Leadership. You're almost going, if you've gotten to this point, you've learned a lot about yourself, about others, about the seriousness of leadership. Now we're going to count the cost. Now I'm going to use some wise words out of the Christian Bible. But I want you to go to whatever holy book or wise people that you listen to. See if you can find something similar. Because in every faith, every religion, every nation, there are wise people who have wise sayings that can help you. This is just one of many. So I am going to get myself ready and my notes. And we shall begin. As always, you know, Pastor Deborah, we're going to start off with some words of wisdom out of the Christian Bible, if that's okay with you. I want you to go and look through every one of your books, your holy books that you study. See if you can find something similar that you can read that makes sense to you. Sometimes it comes in many different forms. Sometimes in a fairy tale, an ancient historical story that our ancestors have told us. Sometimes the same wise words come from history. Other people who have lived and they discovered. So here it is. Number one. Proverbs 25.2 This is out of the King James Version. Try to get the purest form of the book or holy book that you read. Remember, even in all of our faiths, there are different denominations, sects, viewpoints, opinions for the same wise words. And you could read one little verse and 20 different people would interpret it look at it and then teach you their their interpretation I like a book with no commentaries I don't trust anybody to tell me the real truth behind those important wise words 
I believe in having a spiritual teacher in your life. One that can speak to you in ways that only they would know how. Usually quietly, behind the scenes, not out and open. They won't consider history. They will consider truth from an eternal viewpoint. So that's how I like to learn. I will learn by other people, though, who've lived many, many experiences and have learned many lessons. I will look at what they're teaching me. I'll read their books. I'll go to their webinars. I'll learn. I'll keep learning and gathering information. Some of it I spit out and go, that's not good. That's not right. I'll look at definitions of the words. I'll look at where their source is, where they got it. Is it uh, blurred through the lenses of abuse or corruption? Or maybe through the color of the skin or through the history of a nation? Because we can blur and blind and distort truth through many lenses. And I look to see. I don't just accept anything as truth. But to help you, let's get started with this one. Proverbs 25.2 It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. When you realize that, that there are gods, or just a God, he hides things from us. He doesn't reveal all the stuff to us. And I like to use the example, if you are a parent and have a small child, you don't tell them everything you know about sex, money, life, bad things, good things. When they're only six months old and haven't even gotten control of their bladder and their bowels, you don't tell them all that. You wait till they're older. A lot of times we just say, it's none of your business. Just do as I say. And we do that for a while. But eventually the child wants to know deeper answers. And we, as the parent, have kept them hidden. So sometimes we, as parents, act as a, as this God is saying. We have respect and honor to ourselves. And we hold that information. Because it's like throwing rich pearls that are beautiful or jewelry or something valuable. And throwing it in the mud. And people to just stomp on it. Walk all over it. For it means nothing to them. So we hold back a lot from people. And what this is saying. The glory. The honor. The respect. The great high privilege of a God. Is to hide things from us. And it is the honor 
the greatness of a king spiritually that's be Pastor Deborah and you yes you are a king spiritually oh you may not know it your spirit is to be the ruler of your spirit your soul and your physical body you are to be in connection to a God in the spirit and your spirit is to be the king ruling and reigning by the kingdom the values of that government that is working in your spirit then your spirit is to let your soul know some people call it your subconscious some people might call it your emotions your mental faculties a guy named Sigmund Freud he knew about the subconscious he was dealing with it in counseling therapy he also knew about the conscious part of us that's our biological body with its five senses it's very aware of the earthly temporal world through the five senses they are the antennas the lenses the periscope that the subconscious uses to check out the world that it cannot reach except through the body and the five senses then the emotions of our brain some of them are just by chemicals you win you have pleasure dopamine and serotonin are going off there's waves and storms in our thoughts the chemicals react and then the body reacts so yes you are a spiritual king it is your glory and your honor to search out this matter that this God has hidden from you sometimes you just got to grow up Deuteronomy 29 29 the secret things belong unto the Lord that means the owner of them our God but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever if you look at nature there's a lot that's been revealed about these secret things you just have to look you would learn a lot about those secret things of the spirit and of leadership if you will look at the natural world the plant kingdom the animal kingdom the kingdom of the sea the kingdom of the air and the nature it's all there if you're looking you see I met this lady years and years and years ago she would look at a beautiful flower I think it was a pink rose and she would see a beautiful soft pink rose and it made her happy but when I looked at the same flower I saw the pink color the softness of the petals I saw the thorns saw the green leaves but I saw more I saw a heart of a loving father 
I saw his glory and majesty in creation. I heard the rose singing and speaking to me, saying, look at me. I am shining out and reflecting something of my creator. The flowers were talking to me. For it is a vessel of speaking of the hidden things of the God that created it. I had learned to listen to these things in nature and say they were images and reflections of the real things. We know that a beautiful flower, a rose, if you cut it down, it will die. Eventually, after its glory of its spreading of its beautiful petals, which is beautiful, but its job is not to just do that. It spreads its petals to attract the insects to reproduce more of itself. Then it dies once that happens. Reproduction, having others come along that look just like it, is its beautiful glory. Replenishing itself. Oh, the beauty of the rose is beautiful for a moment. But that's not the real purpose. The real purpose is reproduction. Replenishing. Carrying on. Keeping the species alive. And while it does that, it provides pollen and food for insects. And then they make honey. And they feed their babies. Did you know how important bees are? To honey making? To growing plants? Did you know inside of a plant, a rose, there is a male and a female component? And they must be connected. And that's what the insect does. Walks on both of them. Cross-pollinates them. Then takes those seeds somewhere. They fall down. So is the glory of that rose. It's beautiful. Blooming at fullness. Yes. But that is just an attraction. Telling the insects I'm ready. I'm ready to replenish. Come. Come. All is open and ready for you. The bees know to come. The other insects come. They get fed by the beautiful rose in its glory. So their insects will continue to reproduce. Everything is helping everybody. In your glory as a leader, are you replenishing the next generation? Are you helping the little bees? Are you shining glory of your creator? So if you look at a rose, she couldn't see what I saw. She didn't hear this other lady, the rose speaking to me. For it was still hidden from to her. She was more of a creature of the five senses, the flesh, the soul, the subconscious. I had might say evolved to a higher being 
an alien sort of speaking not of this planet in touch with the world of the unseen and I am and I could see beyond the five senses I could spiritually look at something that had was hidden in plain sight most of us aren't used to looking and these roses they also belong to our children they'll keep speaking and speaking and revealing deep secrets if you're looking and what does that teach me it teaches me that there's laws the rose has laws if it does not abide by them it cannot produce the beautiful rose the bees cannot come the little bees die there's no honey all the laws that it's supposed to abide by if there's not enough sun or rain then the rose cannot bloom everything is working in coordination to help something else everything has a purpose and a plan and if any part of it is not working right if the sun is not obeying the laws that it was created the rain is not obeying the laws of gravity if the insects or something go on strike then they're not obeying the law they're not shining out the glory of some designer that was put in them if you hear a noise in the background it's my air conditioner just came on so each component of this flower the bee the sun even the ground and the nutrients everything has built into it a design a law if it follows it a system of works the little bees get created and fed the flowers bloom the sun where everything is working in its optimal prime condition they're all reflecting the image and the likeness of the law that created them and the law maker so even in leadership we have laws we're interconnected with other leaders and people what we do what we say affects somebody else and in counting the cost of leadership it can be beautiful or devastating for others and even for ourselves before we get into class 10's teaching i have a few more words of wisdom that are going to help us today jeremiah 17:10 i the lord search the heart the spirit and the soul's mind to try them to test them to prove their reins what is what is leading you what is guiding you what concept and idea are you following what belief are you following the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes or the pride of life 
Are you followed by pain? There's one leader right now. His childhood was very painful. His father ended up in a bad place. And he is now trying to rectify. He's been so humiliated and he's so angry. He's working overtime. So whatever happened to his father will not happen to him. But everything that he's doing seems to be working against him. Because he doesn't understand a lot of spiritual things. And how they work. And he too will probably go the way of his father. Because there are forces... There are powers behind every government, behind every leader, behind every nation that has the reins, put the bit in our mouths, and are pulling us this way or that way, tugging on us, stopping us, telling us to go fast. They put blinders. Have you ever been around a horse? And when they don't want them to see out here, they put blinders on them. We have other things in the spirit that become our reins. And the God that Pastor Deborah serves going to test you. Allah's going to test you. You'll line up with Buddha or Confucius or you won't. How you treat people in their human rights. How you treat the animals that have given to you or your oil, or your gas. The money that comes from that. Oh, there's some sneaky business people out there coming to your countries, especially Nigeria. Because what they see is the population, I can extort money from them. Oh, I don't want them to make anything. If they do, they'll be cheap slave labor. But it's a source because you have oil. You have wealth and riches and resources. They will come and try to do deals. And you let them in the country. They set up shop and you can't get them out. Because you believe they're going to help the people. They don't come with free money. They want your money. They want you to buy their products. They don't want to come to build hospitals freely. Schools and dig wells. And build beautiful homes for those that are living in poverty. Freely. Oh, there's some nations that will come and loan you the money for infrastructure. Knowing you cannot pay it back. And then when you can't pay it back, they go, well, we're going to own your port. We're going to own your business. You're going to pay us back in other ways. It's done all the time. Mafia tactics, organized crime on a national scale. Some people now and some, even in Nigeria, I believe it is, they're asking you, people are coming in from other countries. Wanting to experiment on you with vaccines. They want to do all kinds of things to you. Because they think they know best. 
They're not a part of your nation or your country. They receive money to come into your country. Because they say a laboratory. Guinea pigs. People to experiment on. Resources to rob and steal. They're not coming with good intentions for the nation. Can you stand up to them? Who are billionaires? Money is flowing freely. And they'll be glad to give you part of some of their stocks. And you'd be so happy. It's like having a movie star over there. And you just, oh my gosh. Is that what leadership is about? That you'd sell out your own resources and your people for you to walk down the street with one of them? Think, do you really believe that they really care about you or your people or your problems? They look with different lenses. They look at people differently than you do. So be wary. The wolves in sheep clothing, they are there. And they're going to test your reins. To see what you work, what you will go to. What can they entice you with? Promise you, pull on you this way. How much pain can they inflict on you? Because they won't invest in your country. So, beware. Everybody's going to test your reins. Everybody's coming. So now we're going to lead ourselves into counting the cost of leadership. Number 10. In counting the cost of leaderships, you're going to be asked some questions. Let me get my notes here. In Nehemiah 13.13, Can you be counted faithful as being a leader? Can we trust you? Can we have faith in you that you will uphold the office? Whether it's a father or a mother or a business owner. And you will not be abusive to your family. You will follow the laws of the nation. You will raise up your children educated. Filled with awe and wonder and love. Or will you abuse them? If you own a business, will you treat your employees faithfully? Honestly? Or are you an abusive business owner? Counting the cost is I'm going to look at how faithful are you. To people. The process. Leadership to money. I'm going to do a deep look at you, and so are others. In Psalm 78 8 through 11, is your heart steadfast with a God that you believe in? Does He lead you and guide you? Is he talking to you? Has he given you dreams and visions? Told you to go here or go there and you don't do it. 
Is he having to discipline you for your disobedience? Does he even have your best will or your nation? Or is he sort of hard to talk to sometimes? Maybe he doesn't even talk to you. My God talks to me. So, you're going to be looking to see if your heart is right with a higher being. All our civilizations were connected. All of our leaders, even now you won't know it, but they are. Some are connected to a higher power that's evil and wicked. They may not know that it is. Because maybe their God is just the government. But behind that is a secret spiritual God. Some of us serve gods openly. We ask their blessings for to help us. Some of us just use what we learned in school. And we kind of separate out that from what we're doing. Some of us use the gods of our ancestors to guide us. So I'm going to be looking. And everybody else is going to be looking at you also. We're going to watch your mouth. Going to look at your tweets. We're going to look at your websites. We're going to watch you carefully. To see what are your reins. What spiritually is guiding you. Now Pastor Deborah's pretty spiritually in tune. I can sit and look at somebody and see what's behind them. I can hear in their voices. Is it good or bad? I can see if they're even being stooped by a wolf in sheep's clothing. Others are not. They know who they are serving. Some of them live in fear that if they don't serve that spiritual God they will die or their family will die lots going on when you're a leader now I'm going to use some scriptures some stories out of the King James Bible I want you to go look through the Quran through all of your wise books see if you can find similar stories that will help you Because counting the cost of leadership, you're going to have to do this. And I'm just going to read to you. And then we'll discuss a little bit. And this is Luke 14, 25. And there went great multitudes with him, Christ Jesus. And he turned and said unto them, Hey, if any of you want to come after me, Now here comes the cost of leadership, but it is played out in a different type of story. Alright, and I'm going to help you understand it. Because sometimes even out of the Quran and other books, they tell us something, but there's a deeper meaning behind it. And you'll go, what are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. But I'm going to use this to show you. So he says, if any man, that's any spiritual part of you, desires to come to me, learn about me, come to leadership, 
become a leader. Okay, going to go. And you don't hate your father, your mother, your wife, and your children, and your brethren, and even your own life. You cannot be my disciple. I gotta hate people. He's saying. Now, on the surface, that sounds horrible. And what is a disciple? It's a follower. Yes, leaders have to follow other things. He's saying, if you were going to be um, a follower of, of something, you have to hate. But what does that mean? That's why we're going to have to look through other words. I want you to do the same thing through all your wise books, the Quran, all of Buddha and Confucius, and look. See if you can find similar stories that talk about this. And this young man, Christ Jesus, goes on and says, Whoever does not bear, carry his own cross, and come after me cannot be my disciple. Now, what he's talking about is if you're going to, let me lay this down. If you're going to follow him, learn from him, some things in you have to die. It doesn't mean you go out and physically kill them. It means inside of your spirit and your soul. If those people, I'm going to expand it out a little bit to us in another scripture. And it's in Deuteronomy 13, 6, 7, and 8. It says, If your brother or the son of your mother or your son of your daughter or your wife of your bosom or your friend, which is as your own soul, entice you, draw you away to come with them, to believe, to think, or act, like they do to you secretively. This happens to leaders all the time. A big important person with a lot of money comes into your nation, into your company, into your family and say, Hey, I will seek hey, I'll give you something personally. If you'll just allow me to come in and sell my product here. Let us buy some land. I'll help you. He's saying those kind of people are coming. And you can't listen to them. You must not be enticed. by them. They're going to try. They're going to look for your weaknesses. Your reins. Your fears. Your goals. Your lust. They're going to play on those. Secretively. You might come in the spirit to you. <clears throat> they might send in their emissaries in meetings. Talk to you on the phone or text you secretively. And they might say this. Let us go and serve and do something else. Let's serve other concepts. Nations or people. Hey, I got a good deal for you. Which you have never known about or even thought about. Neither your fathers knew them. They seemed like they were nice people. They seemed to care. 
And what the scriptures go on in seven eight say, look, there are people going to come to you. And they're going to be close friends. And they're going to be people coming in. And they're going to entice you away. Try to bewitch you. Buy you. Bribe you. Threaten you. And you will feel that in your soul. And a lot of you, probably a hundred percent of you, move in the spirit yourself. And you are aware of this spiritual world. And you are aware of the Illuminati and the brotherhood. And witches and shamans. You are aware of them. You have sent curses to other people. You are aware of evil things. Some of you even use them. So you know of that world back there. You know the rules and how it works. So does Pastor Deborah. A lot of you attend meetings secretively. Member of secret societies. Band of brothers, brotherhoods. A lot of you join fraternities in school. Clubs. You swore oaths and vows to them. You you bonded yourself to them. When you even take the oath for your nation, you're pledging to a nation, not to a God. So you can't get past Pastor Deborah. I can look past those smiles. I can see who you're connected to easily. So he's telling us here, beware. You want to become a leader? You must, inside of you, be aware that there are some people that are come to entice you, bribe you, get you to do illegal things, offer you anything, sex, women, children, Private clubs and private airplanes, yachts. They're checking you out. See if you're a creature of the lust of the flesh or the eyes. All you have to do is look that way. Sign this little bill. We got a guy down in Australia doing that. Made a secret deal, international deal with China. All for his glory. He didn't go through the national government. He's dealing with an international nation. And it's caused a big mess. They promised him anything he wanted. Then it goes on in Deuteronomy 17. 5 says you got to kill these people. Now, back in the Old Testament, we were all flesh creatures. So people took them, and you'll see this in a lot of fundamental religions. We have to stone you. We got to kill that stuff that's it's bad things. It's a curse. But that's not what this Christ Jesus means. He said, inside of you, inside your soul that's connected, bonded, soul tied to these people. You must kill them yourself on the inside of them. You. They're coming to your gates. They're coming to your ears, your eyes. They're offering goods to you with 
evil intents, not for your nation or your people or for your glory. It's all about them. You must not allow. He says you must, they're coming. They're going to be right here in front of you spiritually or whatever. You must stone them in your own heart. You must kill them. Not listen to them. It's hard to do. Pastor Deborah had to learn how to do that. Now we're getting to the deep part that I really wanted to get to. So this young man, Christ Jesus, he goes on in Luke 14, 28. This is where it begins. For which of you, intending to build a tower, become a leader in any way, become a mother, a father, a businessman, a city council member, a politician, the president of a company, sits not down first and counts the cost. Whether you have sufficient within yourself to finish it. Have you got what it takes to get there? Without compromising, without being bought off, 29. Lest or least happily, after you have laid down this foundation, I want to be a leader, and you start learning how to do it, or you get the job, but you're not able to finish it in an honorable, leading way. Then what happens? You get mocked. People laugh at you. A lot of you will end up doing illegal things and have to leave the country. The people that you were elected or chosen to lead, they'll hate you. Because you couldn't finish the task of helping them. You got sidetracked by these people who were coming. You listened to them. You were bewitched, enticed away. From what the true leadership you wanted to be. And this is what they'll say. Well this man began to be a leader. And build a name. But he couldn't finish it. A lot of people think what that means is. I have to stay in that leadership position. To change my name. No you don't. You can do more. Outside of politics. Because all politics does is make a law. That's all. It doesn't build the well itself. It doesn't send a politician to dig the ground. It hires people. It has money. So you have to be a money manager. The government usually doesn't build a hospital. It hires a company. But if that company is crooked and going to rip you off, have overruns, there should be no overruns ever. If they said we'll build a hospital in this length of time for this much money, and then it gets to that time and they need more money, you say no. You put up your own money. You made a deal. This is what the deal was. We are not going to have overruns. You should have counted the cost. 
But a lot of businesses will put in an inexpensive, the lowest bid just to get it when they were using that to lure you. And then they knew they were going to overrun the cost and cost more. You better have in that contract. If they do not stay in that cost, they are fired. The contract is ended. So that's why you need to be have lawyers. Companies know they do that to get the deal. And then you want it so bad, you'll keep paying them more money and more money. Go on and on and on. And you better check the materials they're using. They'll use the cheapest, inexpensive materials that's flawed. That's what's going on right now in many buildings. They use El Cheapo materials because the owners will use what's least expensive so they get to keep more money. Now, are you aware of that? Have you counted those costs? Or you know how to do deals? Do you know the heart of these contractors? Do you really believe that somebody is going to give you a inexpensive, the lowest bid's going to stay there? When if you had picked the highest bidder and you hold them legally to it or they get fired, it, the contracts have to be written correctly. And some things, we have them here, they never get finished. It's just a boondoggle, they call it. Way to siphon off the people's money. That's all. You're going to be a part of that? This young man is saying, you better count your cost. You better pay attention. Because those kind of people are going to entice you away from the pureness of being a leader for your nation and your people. And if you can't hold, if you can't fire them when they said they were going to do it, then guess you're going to be mocked and laughed at. And what you wanted to do for your nation or your business or your family, we're all laughing at you. You go out of this world humiliated, with no honor. Because here's what the people will say. Well this man began to be. Or woman began to be a leader. They started building and leading us. But they got enticed away. Their hearts were taken away. They were bribed. Blackmailed. They only went after the flesh, the sex, the money. They didn't care about us. And they'll come back and they'll lie, cheat, and steal, hoping to get you to re-elect them. And they'll do it again. Counting the cost of leadership, you better be ready to count. Or, in verse 31, what king... Going to make war against another king. Sits not down first. And consults whether he'll be able. With what he has. To meet the other king. Who maybe has more. You better sit down. And look at your opposition. There are kings against you. 
but will fight against you, laws and people and businesses, lobbyists, people from other nations will put pressure on you to bend you. What are you fighting for as a leader? Who are you trying to help? Do you know about bribes? Do you know how the mafia works and organized crime works? Are you familiar with human trafficking and slave labor and human rights? Are you aware of how other nations look at your nation? And how they treat them? Why do you Google at uh, and gawk at and reverence other people in the techie world? You think they care about you? They want your money. Some of these tech companies, they're just miners for information. They work for a higher God. They don't work for your people or your nation. They work for the lust of greed. And then behind that, something's pulling their reins. You better have knowledge of things that aren't even in the leadership training classes. Because let me tell you, when you go to war, trying to help your nation, that's what a leader is. He's a king. He sees problems. He sees his nation needs help. You're going into battle against mighty forces, big guns, international bankers against spiritual things that have been in your country since the days of the beginning. You're going up against the colonial powers, the international banking, military, poverty, ancient ancestors, traditions, cultures, even other gods. Have you got what it takes? Can you count the cost? You're going to war. You're going to battle the stuff inside of you. You're going to battle your friends. You're going to be pulled in all directions. You're going to be lied to. You're going to be mocked. People are going to check you out. See if they can buy you. And you just become a pawn. And you're just satisfied in the flesh with money and gold and women and sex slaves and human trafficking. Private jets, private yachts. Maybe they'll get you a cabin somewhere. All the free whatever you want. If you'll just let them have whatever they want in your nation. So this young man, Christ goes on and say. Sit down. Look at what you have. Look at your enemy. Count the cost. Or else if you don't. While the other is far off from you. We'll say a law or a nation or whatever. He'll send an ambassador to you. And he'll say let's make a deal. We see that in the movie of 300. Old 
Darius of Persia sent in his ambassadors. You have your diplomats. They'll talk to you. Let's see if we can work out a deal. What would you like? How can we help you? Oh, we know you've been wanting to build a school and hospitals and roads. We'll loan you the money at a very low interest for a few years. But in that contract, you can't pay the loan back. Then they own it, and they own you. So they will send in their ambassadors. They'll come personally. You know, the UN, it doesn't make too many deals. Too much sheep. But it'll send in the techie guys. It'll send in people from other countries that were there a long time ago. The colonials are coming back. Romans were there. The Visigoths were there. Alexander the Great was there. Here you are, a young person desiring so deeply to help yourself and your nation and your family and your business to solve problems. Your heart is pure. Maybe. Maybe that's not why you want to go into leadership. Maybe you want to be rich. Maybe you don't care about the people. You just want to get what you can get. Because you've never had it. Or you think you deserve it. But the emissaries are coming. And they want to make deals with you. And what this young man Christ Jesus says, Look, all that's going to happen. And you must do some serious thinking inside of yourself. So whoever he says of you that forsakes not all that you have, all your own desires, all these people, you cannot follow him. There will be some people as a leader you cannot hang out with anymore. You'll have new friends. You can't go to the old bars and do what you used to do. you have to change your houses. Lot will change. And he's saying, I'm using this how I learned to show you the deep stories that's hidden there. Now, this young man is saying, You want to follow me and learn about me and Christianity so I can send you out to the world? You're going to have to count some cost. Leadership is the same way. You want to go out to the world, to your nation, to the people? You want to help people? There's war out there. There's kings that are going to come against you. And you might go, well, I'm just one person. I don't know a lot. I had not really been to school. I don't know how this game is played. You'll be eaten alive. And all your pure desires will be just trashed. You will walk away defeated. Humiliated. Mocked. Because you got some people to believe that you would make changes. 
Sometimes the law can change. We have that right here in America, the Civil Rights Act, 1964, I think it was, or 68. You can change the law, but the law doesn't change people's hearts. It doesn't make their heart love you or to look at you with different eyes. The lust of the eyes and the biological brain will see skin color. Then it will interpret that to the subconscious mind. And the subconscious part of us will have feelings about that color of skin. Or that sex. Or that no sex. And that's the part most of our leaders are made of. There's a few that are the spiritual leaders working for spiritual things in the spirit realm. And they sit in high councils and even behind them because they are just the pawns are high powerful spiritual things and people who are completely sold out to high spiritual things. There's layers and layers of leadership you will have to know. You will have to know if this person, who's he working for, without even asking him or her. You'll have to see these enticers coming. You'll have to see and be able to know, if I do this, this is going to happen down the road. You've got to count the cost. You don't have to know everything. you just got to have a good God backing you up, talking to you in your dreams and visions. Telling you don't open your mouth. I have been in situations where I've been called to a pastor's office for doing the right thing. But the enemy of love was working against me. I'm sitting in there and the God that I serve tells me, don't you open your mouth, don't defend yourself, say nothing. And I didn't. Sometimes you are going to be in the principal's office in front of cameras and reporters. Some of you like to tweet. Stay off of Twitter. Stay off of Facebook. We don't have to know all your personal opinions and your likes. Be a thinker. Sometimes we have a disconnect between your spirit and your soul. And the spirit part of you is the one that's anointed. But it can't get through. Your soul is thick. It's in the flesh. It's got an attitude. Maybe it's hurt or wounded from abuse. Maybe it doesn't really love people. And it just wants money. It wants power. I got a great little uh, blog I wrote. I'll try to put it up here. About the sorcerer's magic hat and Mickey Mouse. About stealing power. When you feel like you are nothing, you want power. Power is intoxicating. Leadership is an intoxicating drink to drink. People don't want to give it up. People are trying to... Have you ever heard a politician say, We want to fundamentally change and transform your country. We have them here. We're in a big fight for democracy versus socialism and Marxism. Oh, and they'll use anything they can. Right now they're using Black Lives Matter, using COVID-19, 
The enemies of freedom are at work everywhere. The enemies of love your neighbor will twist it and turn it. We have a mess in the world. Are you ready to step into it? Are you wise? Do you have the backing of your God? Is he sending you? Has he got your back? Because if you don't go along, you see what happened right here in America, they'll try to impeach you, lie about you. You're either part of the swamp and trying to take your nation in a direction that somebody else wants it to go in. It's a fight of the globalist versus the nationalist. Where do you fit? What are your opinions and what do you think about England trying to leave the European Union? Do you support what China's doing with its human rights, with its animals? They have just now, they're going to do their annual dog festival where they will trap wild dogs and torture them and abuse them to get the cortisol in their body, in their bloodstream, then kill them. Then they'll sell that elixir to the Chinese so they can have sexual enhancement. They'll take a shark, cut its fins off, throw it back in the water. Are you in bed with them? Do you support a country that does not believe in a god? And if you have one, the Urgers, they're sterilizing them. They're selling people's organs. Do you get in bed with that kind of government as a leader? Can you trust the dragon? What about those countries that want to make all these drugs legal? Have you had any car fentanyl or fentanyl sent to your nation? Do you have a drug problem? We do. We got people down in Mexico, another country. All they want is money. And they found the secret way. Americans want to feel pleasure, so let's give them what they want. That is what leadership gets into. You got some nations like Mexico run by the cartels. Do you want lead or silver? I either pay you money to help me or I shoot you with a bullet. That's the lead. And if I can't get you, I'll kill your family, rape your thing. Okay. That's the nations that are in the world. Look at Venezuela. Is that a good leader? What he's doing to his people? That's what leadership is hard. It starts off good. People will turn on a dime on you. So you better be counting the cost to yourself. You can lose your family through divorce. Your children will grow up without you. Leadership, I tell all my crown princesses and kings, it's the loneliest job you'll ever have. Your family will suffer. Because your family must be the nation. It will change you. Leadership will change you. There's power and fame and money. 
You won't sleep a lot. The women are coming. The men are coming. The children are coming. And if you don't do right by the system, the military's coming. They might just poison your food. If you don't go the way they want you to go. Are you a pawn in somebody else's hands? Are you counting the cost you're going to have to pay? Even to be a father or a mother, a leader of a family, it's going to cost you to raise and impart knowledge and wisdom and love into your children. The fathers have to go to work. They're not home all the time. The child is left in the mother's hands. It's a partnership. When you're in a business as a leader, are you working for yourself, your family? Do you produce a good product? Do you know what they just found out about China? Most of their gold is illegitimate. And they sell it as the real stuff. To get loans, to get money. They ripped it, okay? Leadership is rough. It's war. You better sit down and count the cost. Can you go the distance? Even when you're no longer in office. Are you retired? Are you still a leader then? Or can you finally say, Phew, I'm done. I'm going to take my money and move to the Mediterranean. Counting the cost of leadership going to take you some time. Not everybody's cut out for it. To rough and tumble, you better be a king in your mind. You better be able to do battle, even against your own family and friends. You better know the enemy that you're going to face. Counting the cost, how pure is your heart, how steady are the reins. They guide you. What do you do when your horse stands up and is frightened and you start galloping? Can you calm a nation down when it's frightened? Can you be a pastor and a shepherd over them? They can't protect themselves from the lions and the bears. Can you? How much you got your slingshot? How much have you been... Or are you just a distant king that sends in the army to do your work? Let somebody else do the dirty work and you keep your hands clean. Some people do things and to cover it up, they do more bad things. Mm Mm-hmm. And they get in deeper and deeper trouble. You're going to be around other leaders. They're going to be sizing you up. Looking for your weaknesses. What they can bribe you with. Do you really? Have you really killed everybody in your life? Is there something we can use against you? Can we go back into your family's history and find something? Did you lie on your resume? We got people applying for jobs and they lie where they went to college. When you make your LinkedIn profile, 
Put a suit on. Learn to write good English. Even in your LinkedIn messages. Stop begging for money. Go to work. Use your own money. Be a righteous person. These are all the counting of the costs that you will have to do as a leader. It's better to do them and find out where your weaknesses are and then study and learn. If you have a weakness and you look with your eyes, you got to do some work. If you love money and you got some anger, you better do some work. Because we'll be able to spot you. And the enemy, the ambassadors, the emissaries, they come in. Now I know in Nigeria, I'm studying you, believe it or not. I'm studying Libya and Yemen and Syria and Iraq and Iran and Morocco and Egypt. I'm studying you guys. I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with you people. You're all believing the same God and you're fighting. Civil war is horrible. We had that here in America. The Christians and the Protestants, uh, Catholics and the Protestants did that. Why? Control of a nation. The control of the soul and the ideology of a nation. What's wrong with you people? I'm studying you. I'm learning and looking. I'm seeing who's coming in your country. I'm seeing who you're doing business with. And I know I know about the techie people. I know who they serve. I know what they're after. Do you? What good does it do to have an iPhone and be on Twitter? When you don't have schools and science, engineering. You're not a part of the going to the Mars and the moon. You don't even know how to refine your own oil. And you've got dumps. And you pollute. you got orphan. You don't. You got orphans but no orphanages. Hospitals and schools. What's going on? Can you walk into that and see the problems? Have you counted your cost? You will pay a price. And if you don't play the game the way that some people want it, they're going to try to poison you, kill you, threaten you, blackmail you. Go watch the movie. That Tom Cruise played in. I think it was called The Firm. His one of his about the legal. They'll drug you and get you with the woman, and then they'll blackmail you just so you can be a lawyer. Go watch the movie with Harrison Ford called Clear and Present Danger. It's about a president who got mad because his best friend was killed by drug people. So he just makes a statement that these people were a clear and present danger. Military went off. All kinds of stories about that. 
How about the guy that uh, when people start trying to give secrets of their nation out, they get poisoned, killed, disappear. You speak up against some leaders, off to the gulags you go. You have a different philosophy, pray to a different God, you're going to the gulag. And then we're going to take your organs against your permission, and we're going to make money off of you. So people just become commodities for human trafficking of organs. We'll sterilize you so you can't reproduce. We're going to wipe you out because you're not a, you don't look an like us a lot you're not pure we got genocide going on as we had in world war ii some countries want pure people if you're of a different race if you believe differently you're not one of them they will do a genocide going on right now in china just like in nazi germany against the jews you think that spiritual stuff went away just moves around. It's purifying the race. And what does the United Nations do? Nothing. What should the punishment be? You ask Pastor Deborah. But they won't do that. You better count your cost. You're going into a world that's mean and rough and tumble, filled with money galore icky people so count your cost can you pay the price can you hold under pressure can you go to war can you give up your lifestyle that you have you'll lose your family and friends emotionally because they might hold you back what is the pure range that's driving you What's guiding you to be a leader? How about fear? Are you afraid that they won't like you? Accept you? And that's why you want to be a leader? Count your cost. It's very serious. So this class is a very hard one. Go look at your own books. You'll learn. Being a leader, I don't care if you have to go to school. You're a teacher. You're a leader. You're a king. You must be able to hold up. You are going to be in battle against systems and unseen things. You better have what it takes to finish the job. You must be a fighter don't have to be a mouthy fighter. You can be a quiet one. Just do a vote. Sign a bill. Learn. Love people along the way. But be knowledgeable. The wolves in sheep clothing will be coming. So I hope this one, it's not a real nice one. I hope this one helps you to understand the importance and the seriousness of being a leader. It's just not all the thrills and on television and the autographs and the state dinners and the president's house and all of that and the retirement. It's much more. 
People will be counting on you. They can't fight anymore for themselves. They need a smart, intelligent, wise person that's tough. So, counting the cost of leadership, class number 10 of Master Class Initiative of Nigeria. We'll have class number 11 and then 12, and my leadership series will be finished. You can go back and watch all of them and enjoy. And I'll be keeping my eye out for you out there. Remember, I can travel anywhere. Don't need a plane or a boat. I can stand next to you anywhere. And I got eyes that can see you. And so do many others. So love Pastor Deborah again on Masterclass Initiative of Nigeria. Leadership Development, Class Number 10, Counting the Cost of Leadership. Love always and forever. What? You want me to pray with you guys? Okay. Dear leader, you that have been listening, I see your tears. I see your fear. But if you will lean on the God of the Christian Bible, this young man named Christ Jesus, just believe that what his words said, that they are valuable. And if you can find some in the Quran, or in Buddhism, something, they're all out there. Dalai Lama has some. Go find them. Read their stories. Read biographies about leaders. Learn. Let your heart be lifted up in hope and encouragement. That yes, it is hard. It will take a lot to get there. But every human is called to be a leader. Spiritually. From their spirit... Out through their soul. And out through the physical body. Learn and grow. The world is waiting for you to step up. All in nature is waiting for you to arise. The world needs you. We need your love. We need your leadership. Be well and be safe. Love, Pastor Deborah. Bye. See you next class. Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today and watch. This is Pastor Deborah, and I hope you come again and watch many, many more videos and learn and grow spiritually. And hear how she has helped people spiritually, the Lord's way, for many, many years. Come again, watch another one. And we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel, to make comments. And if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry at 
Pastor Deborah at agapeloveishere.org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you, and come again to another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministry, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many, many years. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.